Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Who told you that? No one. What's up, Gator Nation? Welcome into the latest Gators Online show. Zach Albaverde, Nick Del Torre here. It's been another busy week of transfer portal news out of Gainesville. The Gators have landed their first commit this spring, and it was their first official visitor this spring. There's more to come. And, Nick, we got to hear from Billy Napier this week as well. Uh, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Um, I just heard you say Billy's name, and I'm going back to our conversation that we had. It was a little while ago. Someone had mentioned it to you. Uh, Zach just says it. In his own way, <laughs> but uh, it, it has been a busy week, and uh, uh, I think I started a fire on the pod on the show last week that I didn't intend to start. Uh, but we'll get more into that this week. Um, you get some good news with uh, with a commitment. Uh, baseball gets a sweep over the weekend. We'll uh, get into that obviously uh, last five minutes of the show. Uh, if you want to sponsor <laughs> the last five minutes of the show, if you've got a baseball product. Uh, we can we can get you in. We got another month of baseball here, possibly two to see how long they go. Man, they keep they keep playing the way they are. Man, they're 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 not going to stop. We're playing to June, so um, obviously the staff is going to be recruiting into June, July, and all through the fall. Uh, but right now, the focus is on the transfer portal, Nick. And um, you know, we've been waiting to see when the Gators were going to bring in some official visitors, and they finally brought one in this past week. And at the conclusion of his trip, he was officially a Gator. And that is former Michigan safety, R.J. Moten. He uh, made mm -hmm. it official his first time ever in Gainesville, Nick, despite being a UF legacy. Uh, tell us a little bit about the newest Gator and uh, what he's bringing to this team. Yeah, so the biggest thing that Florida needed was some experience and some veteran leadership. Boxes checked. Um, R.J. Moten has played more games in college than Miguel Mitchell and Kamar Wilson combined. Um, he's a good player. I don't think he's Reg Nelson, you know, but he's a good player who checks a huge box for you. He, he's a guy who could come in and start for Florida against Utah. He's that good player. Um, and, and I think he brings to, to the room that leadership and that veteran know-how and experience that Florida simply didn't have. I don't think Florida's safety is trash. I don't think they're bad. They're just 18 and 19 years old. Um, so you're bringing in a guy who has some experience, who's been there, uh, and, and who can kind of lead that room uh, by example and, and with his age. No doubt. And you, you look at a guy who's coming over from Michigan and R.J. Moten as a, as, as a player who started 10 games last season at safety. Um, he had 31 tackles, an interception. Uh, he's he's a guy that's kind of uh, done a lot in his career with the Wolverines, uh, finished with 65 total tackles. But I think probably the most impressive stat that he had during his time there is zero touchdowns allowed in his career out of 534 coverage snaps. So uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, I think that yeah. the Gators want to add that to their secondary. 
Nick, give us a, a little bit more about what RJ brings to the safety room and how he's going to fit in. I think he's more of a free safety. Um, when I look at his PFF grades, which I know there are strong feelings both sides about PFF grades, but um, I think those guys do a good job, and, and it, it shows that maybe suspect as a tackler um, in, in some games specifically last year. Um, but a guy like you just mentioned, a guy who can cover. So I see a free safety, but I also see a guy, he's missed a couple tackles. He missed less than Trey Dean and less than Rashad Torrance did last year. Um, and a guy who's not afraid to go and play in the box, which would be more of a strong safety. So I think a little position versatility for Florida. You could probably get him on the field with Kamari and with Miguel uh, and maybe have a, a three rotation at safety with those guys. Um but a guy who I think uh, the biggest thing for me is everything that I've already mentioned. I think he can play. Uh, you look at those coverage numbers uh, and not allowing a, a passing touchdown. That's really attractive. Um, and then a guy who can thud. And uh, as you spoke with Ron Moten, <coughs> RJ's dad, a, a thudder of his own playing linebacker no for the Gators uh, back in the day. Before our time, but back in the day, still a Gator, uh, a former Gator player. Absolutely. And if you didn't have a chance to check out that story at Gators Online, definitely encourage Florida fans to go do that, especially fans of the 80s. Because if you if you are a fan of the 80s and you remember Ron Moten and the impact that he had. Yeah, man. Uh, back to back nine one and one teams. Uh, the school's first ever SEC championship that was later vacated, but they still won it on the field. And I know that those memories are still there for fans. So uh, those memories are still there for Ron as well. It was great to kind of catch up with him, Nick, because he was then, still. Let me kind interrupt of you. Real, let me interrupt you real quick because I I love doing this. I love peeling back, you know, uh, the curtain a little bit or, or peeling the curtain. Tell fans how you got the interview with 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 Ron and RJ because it, it just shows up, and we're the only ones that have the interview. But what goes into getting that? Yeah, obviously you're trying to uh, catch up with this guy on the on the day that he's leaving from his official visit. We don't have a number. We're not able to get in contact by phone. You know, it used to be back in the day that you could maybe try and get them on campus, and but now there's so many things that they do, and there's so much places that they go. You can't really catch them in one spot. So um, usually, your best hope is to get them at the airport, and uh, that's that's where that went down this week. It was it was, it was a stakeout. It was a stakeout. It was a stakeout. And it was funny. I was sitting there and uh, as I'm waiting on Ron and RJ to come into the airport, here comes Antoine Powell Ryland walking right by me uh, on his way to Virginia Tech um, <laughs> out of Gainesville. So, um, you know, one guy from the transfer portal going out, another one coming in. And um, RJ came rock, walking through. Of course, I saw his dad first, and uh, big, big you're not guy. gonna miss that. And it was, you know, it was funny. His dad saw me and saw me walking up to him. Probably re recognized pretty quickly that I was a reporter, and just the look on his face, like, is this really happening? Like, am I getting walked up on on an airport by a reporter? And yep, this is happening. Like, your son <laughs> is the man of the hour. And yeah. we stalked you guys out at the airport. and um, But they were great. Uh, had a great time chatting with both of them. And uh, it was an emotional roller coaster, as Ron described it. This is a guy who has not been to Gainesville in 37 years. He's not been back mm -hmm. since he last played 
He's now now lives in in, um, in New Jersey. Travels back and forth uh, to Madison Square Garden, where he now works, kind of doing security and threat management. Um, he retired back in 2018, but he has not been to a Florida game since 1986. Hasn't been on campus in 37 years, so the everything looked completely different to him. And uh, I can't imagine what his emotions are going to be like once we get to the fall and he gets to come back for a, a game in the swamp on Saturday, man. And um, I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for uh, father-son stories, and, and I only imagine um, the goosebumps that, that Ron Moten will have uh, being back in that stadium as not just a fan, um, but as the father of a son watching your son run out of that same tunnel that you ran through with the same jersey, same Gator logo, um, and kind of living out what was your dream and i'm sure it was a dream just to see his son play college football especially yep. at a university in a program like michigan the winningest program in college football but but it's got to mean something more and ron had his own ending at florida um but i'm sure the the memories and the emotions flood back get back on the camp and listen the midtown gainesville doesn't look the same since i've been here that was only 10 i've only been here 10 years um yeah. so so i can only imagine um what it'll what it'll be like and how emotional it'll be for for Ron to see RJ kind of um you know following in his footsteps a little bit at the University of Florida. So that'd be cool to me. I love those kind of uh, personal stories that pop up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we got to see the cool photo from the official visit of those two guys, both dressed up in the full uniform. Ron still looks like he's the right man. Ron still feels a uniform guy. I'm not, I'm not, you can't hide that. It looked like he was wearing pads. It looked like Ron pads for that picture. It did, man. He he looked uh, physically impressive and imposing and uh, standing right there, there next to his son wearing number six, although – that's not the number that he'll be wearing at Florida because that number is yeah. already taken by Shamar James. So um, I asked RJ, is he going to wear your dad's number? He goes, no, nah, I ain't wearing 58. <laughs> that's a weird um, number for a safety, baby. Weird number. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Um, RJ told me that he's looking to get number four. So I think uh, Florida fans can can look out for him next season in, uh, in single digits. So, um, But congratulations think, uh, to RJ. Think, You're going to say something about that single digit, Nate? Well, yeah. So, listen, I, I've, I've been a little critical. I think, uh, you know, like, I think Jordan Castell, 14 might be his number, but, like, looks a little weird. I know my our boy Jay Watt, Jay Lamarckins wore 14 back there. I'm like, ah, 14 kind of looks a little weird. Um, what number is Bryce Thornton? Bryce 18. Thornton, 18. I think 18 looks a little weird, but I'm looking at the roster and – Zeros, two of them taken. I don't think you get a number one. I think that's got to be special. Two doubled up. Three's doubled up. Five is taken. Six is doubled up. You know, four, four is there for the taking. I think Marcus Burke might be back in the good graces and might get his number four back, though. Um, mm. See, that'd be on the offensive side of the ball. The numbers yeah, game. It's, 
It's always something that they fit, they care about, Nick. Listen, it, uh, uh, who was it? Cleve. What was Tyree Cleveland's number? And then he got in trouble. There was that whole BB gun shooting incident. And then it's like, hey, listen, you're going to be spending for a little while. And also, now you're wearing 89. And I want to say he went from like it. I want to say he went from like two to eighty nine. Yes, yeah, no, it was it was it was a clean message being sent um, by what? Who was that? McElwain? I guess that was a brute. I was a brutal it, it, number switch. It, it was it was tough to watch. It was like you had a had a you had a really low coveted number, and then now you're almost at a defensive lineman's number. <laughs> it was almost, you're the, you're the almost, block. You're in a jersey reserved for like the blocking tight end. <laughs> It was, it was almost as bad as when KT went to the Giants and got one. And they were like, actually, never mind. You're getting 89. Yeah. Similar. That, 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 that was uh, very tough. Well, I do want to mention that if you are having uh, some, some tough issues as, as it relates to dental problems, I want to encourage everybody to go out there. And uh, if you're in the Gainesville area, to visit Prairie Dental Center. The doctor is a UF grad who's practiced in Gainesville for three decades and has developed a deep understanding of how to diagnose and treat various dental problems along with advanced skills and knowledge to provide more effective and efficient care to his patients. If you're having dental concerns or just need a cleaning, Prairie Dental Center offers a wide range of personalized care options to meet your individual needs. Give their office a call at 352-373-3431. Tell them Gators Online sent you and your new patient exam will be free. Again, that's 352-373-3431. Now, Nick, as we switch gears, we got to hear from Billy Napier this week, who had his latest speaking tour stop in Sarasota, Florida. And of course, the topic of conversation was Transfer Portal. And more specifically, the approach that he and his staff have taken how they've gone about trying to bring official visitors to campus and ultimately, you know, how many guys they've been able to land or not land. I think it's fair to say that so far they haven't gotten the returns that maybe fans expected or hoped for. Billy address some of those complaints in Sarasota. Nick, what were your takeaways uh, from what he had to say? I went in last week and, and I stand by that, but I wasn't talking about, their recruiting efforts in total. And I think some people kind of rammed what I was saying. I was, I don't agree with this two very specific two week period and how they're handling it. Uh, it's speed dating. I don't think time to, you know, date like, like it's the turn of the 19th century. And you've got, you know, the first date is with everyone's parents in the living room. And you're talking and I understand he's got his system and their evaluations, but you're going to miss out on some guys. I think he's okay with that. If you look at Florida's track record with transfer portal, it's fantastic. Ricky Pearsall, Montreal Johnson, Jalen Kimber, the quarterback, both of your quarterbacks, Miller and Mertz, Terhaja Mitchell, Deuce Spurlock, Cam Carroll, Micah Mazuka, Cameron Waits, Keontae Goodwin, Osiris Torrance, a consensus all like they understand that the transfer portal is important. I think where you get into an area where I'm not gonna see eye to eye with them, and it doesn't matter, I'm not I'm not making the calls an area where you're you're going to get into something that the fans don't like is Billy Napier is not going to sacrifice his evaluation period. He's not going to cut corners um, in, in his evaluation. If that means by the time their evaluation is done, they miss out on someone, 
Okay, man. Well, that's that stinks. We would have liked to have him, but we're going to go through our process. And, and to a degree, the proof's in the pudding. The names I just listed off, some of the best players on Florida's team are from the transfer portal. So they are doing a good job in the transfer portal. I just don't think that when you have this little two-week period, by the time you're done with your evaluation period, guys already know where they're going. So that's where I was saying you've got this whole army and it should be the start of an evaluation period. And I think he answered that to a degree as well. Hey, we do do that. We do have files ready for some guys, but then there's sometimes we're going to pop in and we're expecting and, and it takes a little time. So um, I still stand by what I said. I, I just don't, I just don't see Billy Napier changing who he is. He loves, evaluating players. He loves sitting down, watching film, figuring out what a guy is. And then after that, well, he fits our football team physically, skill-wise. Now I need to go talk to his high school coach. What kind of person is he? Talk to his position coach. Um, talk to the people that know him. Is he a fit, a culture fit for our locker room? Um, so that is – as Billy Napier said yesterday, it is what it is. That's a cornerstone of their program, that evaluation process, and I don't think that's changed. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I think one thing that he also addressed that was important was the lack of official visitors in April and more specifically while the transfer portal was open because we were told from program sources, Nick, um, that the Gators weren't going to have any official visitors while the portal was open, that guys were going to start coming on campus in May. Now, that's what we were told, and that's how things are going to play out. However, Billy says that that was not by design that there were some guys that they would, that they had, to use his words, that they had on the books for April, and for whatever reason or another, it just wasn't able to happen. Now, he listed and, and went through and gave some examples of some of the pitfalls that can pop up in the portal process where you think that you're going to be able to bring a guy to campus, and then it doesn't materialize for a number of reasons, whether that's a medical exam or injury history, whether that's an academic situation, whether they do a little bit of homework and figure out there's a character flaw, whatever the case may be, he gave one specific example of a transfer that they had recruited for several weeks. And then once they got his transcript, they realized that they couldn't take him and they had already put in that legwork. And that is something he admitted to and said, hey, that was a mistake that we made in the process and that's something that we're trying to avoid again but i would at least taking him at his word assume that you know that they would have tried to bring in some guys i think these last couple weeks that just didn't line up for whatever the case may be however there is going to be some that are going to come uh, in the weeks to come and we'll get to that but what did you think about his i guess clarification of their approach there and, and some of the things that can make a, a, you know, stop a visit from happening. 
I think those are all valid, valid reasons. Um, the University of Florida, uh, it, it's it's hard to get into. Um, I didn't get in high school, that's for sure. Um, it's much easier to get in uh, if you like from a community college, specifically a community college in the state of Florida. But um, I think there was one transfer portal in particular that he may or may not have been allegedly talking about in that instance um who ended up going back to their school after could after they were unable to get into two different universities and having to go back to their school so i i, I agree with that universities uh... yes two uh, yes yes both uh with similar shades of school colors um just uh <laughs> and 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 uh, very close to each other nah, not not too far uh, definitely a drive, an easy drive. Um, so I think I think that's valid. Um, and I think it's a learning lesson for them. Uh, I don't fault them at all. If, if I can't I can't sit here and be a hypocrite and say you need to be recruiting, you need to be scouting, you need to have a file, and then say, oh well, you're an idiot. You should have known that he was that he was, that his transfers weren't going to get him in. No, that that's do that last. Do that last. Know who he is as a football player and as a person before grades and if it doesn't work out cool uh, put the file somewhere else and, and we'll move on to the next one um so i can't i can't have it both ways so i'm fine with that find out who the football player is that can help you um and, and you know if, if it's an admissions issue it's an admissions issue the floor is a really good university uh to, to be able to have adjunct professors zach Alberti on staff you know it's a great university um so to me that's fine um, in, in terms of in terms of this week, um, listen, I can't even get a table at Embers this weekend, Zach. If I can't get a table <laughs> at Embers, then you know the town is packed. Uh, I'm not going to drive anywhere right now. I'm not trying to do anything like that. Um, it, it, it's graduation weekend. Families are here. The, 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 the place is packed. I think that's why they got in when they got in. Um, and the one thing I don't think that Billy will talk about or did talk about is, and but we did, we talked last week, is scaring off players from your roster. Uh, yep. Bringing in an R.J. Moten. What does that do to Kamari Wilson, who could have hit the portal and gone to a bunch of schools, schools with him on their roster? Um, I think that's the part that Billy doesn't want to say or will never say. He did um, allude to it, though. That, At least I, say I in, my, in my opinion, I thought he did the way you heard it. Um, so to me, that's that's the that's the other issue that maybe wasn't spoken, but I believe to be true. Uh, bringing guys in while the portal is open um, might have you looking for to bring an extra guy in because now you lost one. Hey, we only needed one. Well, shoot, we brought one in and now we lost two. So now we need to get three from the portal. So I think there's some roster management and balancing goes into it as well. I think it's also important to note to circle back on, on the academic um, thing is, you know, that is something that I think will prevent Florida from pursuing a lot of players in the portal. Just, just, just to be honest. And, and those standards are, are what they are. I think that there's other schools that, that have similar, but I think Florida is one of the more difficult ones to get into. And, just using R.J. Moten as an example, he had to lose college credits in order to transfer from Michigan to Florida. And for him and his dad and his family, he was okay with that. 
Um, that was a sacrifice that he was willing to make so that he could come to Florida. Not every other college, uh, you know, student athlete uh, is, is okay with that. They, they, and some of those guys don't want to take extra semesters and, and, and lose work that they've already put in and credits that they've already earned. So I thought that one of the interesting comments that Billy made in Sarasota as just an example of how these academic hurdles can be there for them is, you know, a player or transfer that has one or two years left that's been in college for eight semesters, there's a high likelihood that that guy can't get into school at the University of Florida. So those are the admissions issues that he's referring to. And Nick, as you know, this has long been a burden and a hurdle for Florida at times when it comes to trying to get kids into school. This is not new um, with the transfer portal. This is, you know, obviously happened in the, in the high school ranks and, and guys trying to get, you know, through the clearinghouse, but then they can't get into UF, even though they got through the clearinghouse. Um, now this transfer thing is a new dynamic. I, I will say, I don't think that Billy was being critical of the admissions office. I think that he was just pointing out the fact that, hey, this is something that we have to go through at UF. And, you know, sometimes we're not going to be able to get guys because of that. And fans need to understand that reality. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't. Like I just said, I can't have it both ways. Don't be a fan and say top five university. Take that, you stupid Georgia graduate, and then be mad when guys can't get into school. Uh, you can't have it both ways. If you if you want to be Marshall, cool, and everyone can get in, but just understand that. Um, the University of Florida is the flagship program and flagship university in the state. Um, it's the premier university with the best education, public education in the state of Florida. It's held to different standards. Is that going to affect football? I think we're seeing that it does, uh, and, and that's, that's a trade-off. Um, I wonder what new president Ben Sassy, who I think is – uh, a, a little bit a little more of a sports nut than than president fox was so we'll see but i don't think university of florida is ever going to tank its a admissions program um so that one or two more football players can get in yeah it's it's something that i think is is going to continue to be a, a hurdle and florida is not the only school that's going through that from a transfer standpoint and trying to to carry over credits and things like that. But it uh, it is something that I think that maybe guys that have popped up in the portal over the past couple of weeks and fans be like, well, why don't they go after that guy? Maybe that transcript doesn't well, pass. And then, and then it might not just be bad grades too. There might, you know, if you're junior in college um, and your credits aren't going to transfer over, a school might not let you in because, well, now if, let's say you've had enough credits to be a junior at your current school but you're going to lose 15 credits. And now there's a, a progress towards a degree, which is a requirement to allow someone to transfer. And okay, well, you're not, now you fall under the 
requirements for progress where you should be towards a degree. And it's like, well, no, I'm not. You're just not accepting those credits for classes I've taken that were paid for in the past. So it's not that, you know, someone's an idiot. <laughs> um, it might just be bureaucratic red tape uh, in the world of academia. No doubt. No doubt. And uh, we're going to shift gears here as we uh, as we wrap up the show with our final segment. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our second sponsor and encourage all Florida fans to go check out RogueShop.com. If you have issues sleeping, chronic pain and or anxiety and stress, Rogue Shop sells CBD, THC, edibles, smokables and vapes, as well as handcrafted bath salts, soaps, candles, massage oils pain creams, and topicals. Rogue Shop is a true small business, disabled, veteran-owned, black-owned, woman-owned company. They have five employees make all of their products with their own cannabis grown in their manufacturing facility. So visit rogueshop.com. That's R-O-G-U-E-S-H-O-P.com. And as we now get into the month of May, may the force be with you. As we record this on a Thursday, uh, there is more official official visitors that are going to be coming to town. R.J. Moten was the first from the transfer portal this spring, but more are on their way. We knew of two visits scheduled this month. Uh, one of those is no longer on. But hearing from Billy in Sarasota, he said that they're expecting some guys to be back on campus in the coming weeks. He said there's one or two players that they want to add at some positions of need. And I think that you're going to now see things pick up now that the dust has settled from the portal. They kind of have their board built now. And, you know, there's no more exit meetings going on. You know who you got. And um, I think now they can turn their attention to these official visits. But it's going to be interesting to see, Nick, who they bring on and what type of success that they can have, you know, if it's similar to RJ. Yeah, and that'll be interesting, too, because, you know, when you look at um, scholarship numbers, first off, scholarship numbers, you don't have to be at a five until fall camp. Um, several guys, including Khalil Jackson, um, Adam Mahalik, uh, among others, were put on scholarship for the spring semester and the summer semester. Um, you can have 100 guys on scholarship in July. Um, when camp breaks in August or starts at the end of July, because Florida will start camp a little bit early since they're playing on a Thursday. Thank you, Pac-12 uh, TV contracts. Um, they they have to be 85 then. So while you might be at a number of people, like how many scholarships do they have left? It's like however many you want right now, currently. Um, especially if guys you know aren't going to be coming to summer a if they're going to be coming in late in the summer summer b depending on credits and transfers we've talked about that already um you know it, it's it's a fluid situation so i think florida can bring guys on but also you're not the this staff not bringing guys on just to fill out a room if you need depth okay but i think you need a, a starting receiver you know like um like UTSA receiver, I'm blanking on his name right now, and that'll be a, 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 a pronunciation disaster for us, I think, Zach. <laughs> uh, but, but um, hopefully, but not as bad as Iguakin. Yeah, but that's a guy who can come in and start. I don't think you're looking for a receiver who's going to come in and play four snaps a game just to fill a room. You've a bunch of guys there. I just think you 
if you can get a premier talent, you should get someone in that room. Um, so they're not going to do that. And then I think that's when you'll see someone like Khalil Jackson or somebody else potentially be on scholarship in the fall if they are available. But Florida's not up against an 85 limit right now. That would be self-imposed if they were. And last year, I think, showed, and I think I even wrote it last year, Florida's not worried about 85, and, and there's a processing that can happen. Um, and that has happened other places, and Florida just didn't participate in that prior to, prior to Billy Napier coming. And Nick mentioned the, the walk-on players who received scholarships for the spring and summer. That was Khalil Jackson, uh, Keenan Landry, Adam Mahalik, and Scott Isaacs. And as Billy said in Sarasota, Khalil Jackson is going to have an opportunity to earn a scholarship full-time in the fall. And honestly, I think he's going to uh, you know, be in line for that, just given where the receiver position is at following Xavier Henderson's departure. And um, just his contributions. I mean, he's always been a guy that's kind of been in the rotation. Yeah. Um, but just maybe not hasn't been used as much. I think that that's going to change this year. Um, but just looking at their scholarship numbers, um, excluding the walk-ons that have been awarded scholarships just for the offseason, with R.J. Moten joining the team, and although he has not been officially signed yet, um, the Gators are now set to have 77 scholarship players on the roster um, and then they have four more joining them in the summer. Um, coming up here, I think May 15th is when summer classes begin. So that's going to put them at 81. So that's four spots short of the 85-man scholarship limit. Obviously, that right there tells you some of the opportunity that Khalil Jackson has to get one of those. But where do we see the Gators go now for, the, for their final spots? We know that they've filled the need at safety. First of all, do you agree with me, because I tweeted this out, that this fills Florida's biggest need with R.J. Moten committing. Do you feel like that is a correct statement, that safety was their biggest need? Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I, I mean, you and I have been saying you need a starter at safety, and, yeah. and I think that that he can be that. Um, this isn't just a we needed a veteran who had a bunch of snaps uh, play. I think this guy is good. Um I'm going to look at the remaining needs. I think because well, need because I said well, I just want to say because I said that you know they're bringing in their first official visitor, and it's at their biggest position of need. And all everybody quote tweeted me and was like quarterback, and I was, <laughs> I was like, I don't. That's not their biggest position of need. Like, could they use another guy there? Absolutely, but like, yeah. If it if it comes down to Graham Mertz or Jack Miller as your starter. It's a much better position to be in than where they are at at safety with the youth and inexperience there. So it's 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 not even it's not even comparable to me. Um, they what had to get fans, a safety. What fans want at quarterback is not available in the transfer portal. Tell them, Nick. It's Tell them, Nick. It ain't coming. it ain't it ain't showing up. It's not there. It's not coming. Grayson McCall I, I, is not going to magically re-enter. Great. She's not, uh, unless he somehow graduates at Coastal Carolina and can be a graduate transfer. Um, How many times have but, you been asked about Grayson McCall this offseason? Um, I think the ship sailed on Grayson a little bit, and it became the Malik Murphy one. 
Um, and then I was like, yo, Malik Murphy is the backup at Texas, and he's going to be at Texas. And they're like, oh, well, he's dumb. And I'm like, okay, well, is the backup at Texas better than the starter at Florida? I'm like, he would start right away at Florida. Um, haven't seen a ton of him outside of spring games. Let me ask you really this. Talented player, really talented player who's not in the transfer portal and who I had to <laughs> talk about extensively while he was not in the transfer portal. That sounds about right. <laughs> um, <laughs> just like, just wasting time. Yeah, that's that, that, sometimes we do that. Um, will Will Florida waste their time oh. with the quarterback? Do you think that of the official visitors coming from the transfer portal in the coming weeks, will one of them be a quarterback? No, I think what is in transfer portal is more or less the same as what you have in your room. Um, I think they're... I think they will add a quarterback, but not in the transfer portal. We've talked about that over and over again about the possibility of Austin Simmons reclassifying. Um, and if you're on the Gators Online message board, I've gone into even more depth about that. Um, I don't see Florida hosting a quarterback in the transfer portal. I think you need to the the next needs you you the next biggest need is an offensive lineman um, for depth, like Florida's starting five. I did not feel good about the five that were playing in the spring game when you take out a Mike Mazuka and a Kingsley Aguakin. Not feel good about those. So to me, you need some depth. Um, one or two guys. Um, yeah. because it's that's not a that's that's a fragile position. Those guys are smacking their heads against the uh, against defensive linemen 65, 70 times a game. Um, a running back gets tacked into the back, into, into their back. Get, they get rolled up on, sprained ankle. They're out three weeks now. Who's coming in behind you? I think that's – once you check the box, RJ Moten at safety, I think my next biggest need would be offensive line. One or two guys. Um, I think probably more interior guys than tackles, but you'll take either. Uh, and then I'd go to the edge after that. Um, you can never have enough guys getting after – the quarterback. I don't think Florida did well enough getting after quarterback last year. Um, and I love Princely Umnielen. There you go. Just say, say okay. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for <laughs> waiting for something there. You wait for confirmation. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like waiting to see if the ref was, or the ref was going to throw a penalty flag. Like, I was holding behind the line of scrimmage. And I was like, ah, did he get it? Um, <laughs> and, and, and I think Justice Boone can be good there. Um, I think. Princely, obviously, it is going to have a great season there. Um, I think TJ Searcy on the outside, I really was impressed with. Um, obviously, looking at him as a, as a recruit, you know he can get to the quarterback. But mm -hmm. you have to make yourself a well-rounded player to be able to get into more packages, to be able to get onto the field for the opportunity to rush the quarterback. So what I saw in the spring with him is they were on in the edge. How can you be against the run? Can you – are you just a guy that we can only put in on third and 12? Because all you can do is get to the quarterback. And, and I think he took that as a challenge that if I want to see the field, I need to be able to play on first and second down as well. And I love the progression I saw from him. So I think I like that edge position. I would like to add another one if I'm the Gators. And I, I think to me that might be – that might be after Antoine Powell-Ryland's departure – that might now be to me the biggest need after after safety. Uh because I think that once the offensive line gets healthy, and that is a big if, 
But if they do stay healthy and stay healthy, then it's not as big of a need. But because of the unknown, that's why you need to do it just so that you can you know, save yourself in the event that things go south. But I think to me that the depth that they've lost at the Jack slash outside linebacker spot is um, I don't know if people understand the scope of it, really, because, you know, last year you lost Brenton Cox Jr. dismissed midseason. And then Antoine Powell Ryland Jr. takes over for him. Well, now he's gone, but so is Chief Borders, David Reese, and Lloyd Summerall III. And then a fifth player at that position last year, um, Andrew, whose last name I cannot pronounce, so I'm not going to try, um, with an Andrew S., um, he is now playing tight end this season after moving over from, from the edge. So, the Gators basically lost five players at the outside linebacker Jack spot from last year. The only guy that returned that returns now is Jack Piper. That's it. Um, so they moved Princely Uman Milan over there. And so that's obviously now probably your starter and probably the reason why Powell Ryland left is because he got a spot taken. But there's still the need there for that depth, you know, because Mike Peterson, he is now the edge coach. And instead of just being the outside linebackers guy, now he has the ends and the outside linebackers. There's a lot of talent in his room, but, you know, there's not as many outside line, as much outside linebacker depth. You have Pyburn, you have uh, Princely, and then you have TJ Searcy. I mean, he's really the only true outside linebacker there. Kelby Collins and Cameron James, those guys are defensive ends. They're, I mean, they're like Justice Boone in terms of, you know, what they bring physically. So, I think that they could use another true outside linebacker um, and maybe a guy with a little bit more experience than Jack Pyburn mm-hmm. and TJ Searcy. Now, one remedy for that, though, could be Scooby Williams. He's a guy that, you know, he was actually listed on the roster for this spring mm-hmm. as an edge. Crushing and then, yeah, well, and then Taraja Mitchell can't play. Derek Wing goes out. So now there's a, you know, a need for depth inside. So he just kind of stayed there. And then, you know, in the spring game, he started at inside linebacker next to Shamar because all the guys out. So um, I know Jay Bateman is lobbying to quote him. He's lobbying to keep him at inside linebacker, but he said that he's going to do both. So I think Scooby's a guy that will allow them, I think from a depth standpoint to get away. But um, Nick, I think also with Xavier Henderson leaving, now you got to go get a receiver. Mm-hmm. Andrew Savani. There you go. I didn't. I did not want to. I did not want to butcher your last name, my man. So I, I left it to the <laughs> expert, my partner. Well, I, I'm. I'm probably saying that you know with uh, with an accent. Um, uh, I got an entire pronunciation guide um, of the players saying their own names, and he 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 says it much prettier than I said it. Um, but Andrew Savini would be, uh, I think, an acceptable form of saying it. I agree with you, though. I think, you know, I, I probably haven't even looked at at, at that room as much. Just I think Princey will play most of those steps. Um, but when you lay it out like that, <laughs> Jack Pyron is, you know, Will Smith in the Will Smith gif of like <laughs> when you walked into the house and he's like, yo, where did everyone go? No one, <laughs> just me. Um, so that's a position, and, and and I think 
I, I might differ with you a little bit just because I think I maybe and maybe I'm just putting too much on Princely. I would put offensive line ahead of of edge, and I think I would even put uh if you can get uh an elite receiver, I would put that over over getting another edge. You do need the depth at edge, but I think you need a starting outside receiver. Um, I just don't know that Caleb Douglas, that I've seen enough from him that I think that they love Florida's room. If he's one of your starting guys, you know, um, and I think there's a couple guys in the transfer portal, um, that, that you can go and get as I pull up the spray. Um, Zachary Franklin is the one that we talked about from UTSA university of Texas, San Antonio. Um, and then the, another receiver would be Michigan state's Keon Coleman, who from Florida, I'm trying to get him on campus right now because he was just in Tallahassee for a Seminole. So, hey, no, you're not from the state of Florida, but we're just two hours down I-10. If you want to hit I-10 south on 75, we're right here. We can send the car for you. Well, speaking of I-10, Nick, that was a uh, that was a tough drive home for those Seminoles of Florida State. As uh, the cu- the sweep was completed in mm. Jacksonville, uh, Delatory Plus was <laughs> was w- bro. It was it was working, although mm. oh, I was get. I ain't gonna lie, I was getting cooked. <laughs> you were getting I was getting cooked. cooked. You were like you were like Dan Mullen getting trolled by Florida fans for his Anthony Richardson tweet. It's an iPhone ten. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's not a sidekick. It's not a T it's not a Motorola razor. And the frustrating part is on my phone, it looks great. When I, when I do videos at football practice, Zach, 4k, 1080p, I try to go live 10p, literally 10p. It was just, just tough. You just can't looked, go live. It looked fine on my phone. And people were like, what is this a potato? What are you talking about? I'm looking at my phone. It looks great. I go back and I replay it and I'm like, Oh my God! This is trash. I can, I can count all eight pixels of the baseball field on my phone right now. So uh, it was tough. I was trying to do a nice thing, uh, and it blew up in my face. I was trying to see, like, hey, games on TV. I can maybe get a piece of history and, and instead of doing it landscape and doing it live and and getting a great video of the show back. Uh, I, I was like, let me do it live. People can watch as I watch. Um, and they literally could not watch as I watched because the video was so bad. So, well, I mean, I the good thing is, is that you, or Elon. The good thing is that you uh, sent out your your updated Twitter avatar, so they knew. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, listen! If you can't have fun, if you can't have fun with it, uh, if you can't laugh at yourself, then people are just laughing at you. So, uh, I was. I well, was everybody rolling, was laughing uh, at Florida State. Yeah, yeah, everyone. It um. Florida has just, I mean, under Kevin O'Sullivan, Florida has just dominated Florida State. And I can go back to watching games at McKeithen and watching Dylan Busby make four errors at first base. And, um, it, it, like, Florida State just gets tight. It's like they understand how dominant Florida has been over them on the baseball diamond, and they just play tight against Florida. I think, you know uh, – Looking at the game, Florida comes out and gets a four-run lead, and right away, Cleveland Arkansas gives it back. And you're thinking, man, FSU's got the momentum. And 
uh, Florida just dominates Florida State on the diamond. They've won 22 of the last 26 meetings. Florida State still holds the series advantage um, with a record of 132-126 and one over Florida. So that is getting closer. Florida's only six games behind. But when you look at it under Kevin O'Sullivan, Florida is 35-19 in the series, including 18-3 and in Gainesville. If Florida State were to win every single game against Florida from next year until 2029, the FSU baseball program would still have a losing record against Kevin O'Sullivan. If they swept the next five series against Florida, they would still have a losing record against Kevin O'Sullivan. Um, this is like Urban Meyer levels of dominating rival um, is what Kevin O'Sullivan has done to Florida State, and quite frankly, Florida State and Miami. Definitely looking forward to seeing how that plays out this weekend in College Station. Make sure you guys stay tuned to Gators Online for all of Nick's coverage on the baseball front, as well as Corey and Keith's coverage on the recruiting front. Keith was out there at IMG Academy this week getting some juice. So make sure you guys stay locked with Gators Online. We'll have more next week on the latest from the transfer portal as well. For Nick Del Torre, I'm Zach Albert. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.